The goal of this podcast is to help you break in and thrive in advertising. And we do that every week by sharing the stories and advice of those who are rocking it on the other side. Hey, we also have our quarterly Crowbar Awards. It's our ongoing creative challenge for aspiring advertisers with a new creative brief and guest judge every three months. So if you do the math, I think that's every quarter. That's four briefs a year. It's pretty pretty good for a portfolio. And you can check out the latest brief and judge and perhaps win a crowbar by checking out www.crowbarawards.com. If you win that, you get to come on the show and talk with the guest judge. You might even get a job. Who knows? But now, welcome back to Adjunct, the segment of this podcast where we interview the best advertising educators in the world. We know that school... Classes and credit hours can cost hundreds and thousands of dollars. So this is our effort to give you the best advice from the best educators to your ears for free, no cost. This week, we have on Sarah Nunez. Sarah is an advertising professor of practice at the University of Miami, located in the beautiful Coral Gables, Florida. They're also known as The U. And... Sarah is a wonderful educator and even better human. Um, This episode, we really kind of hash back and forth and just talk about the undergraduate process and and what advice uh, we both give to you all listening. If you're an undergrad, this will be especially great. We talk about portfolio schools and, and who benefits from portfolio schools, who doesn't, why they're great, why they're not. They're expensive. They're effective. Sometimes they're not. So we give our advice, our takes on portfolio schools, and we learn a lot about the University of Miami. I'll tell you, if you can, I think the advice here is if you can stay disciplined in Miami uh, and you follow their program and you and you work hard, I think you'll be fine. But that kind of advice goes for all schools. If you're an undergrad, uh, you know, it's not enough just to excel in your classes uh, you got to do some work outside of the classroom to to beef up that portfolio, especially if you're looking into the creative discipline, so copywriting or art direction. So we we kind of talk about that, and I think that's useful for all undergrad students. And then for those who are working on their portfolios outside of undergrad too, there's a lot of great stuff in this episode. I felt bad we didn't get too deep into Sarah's background, but she has some great advertising experience. Sarah is the co-founder and director of design at Yellow House Consulting, which is an all-women-led digital agency specializing in social media. You can check out their work at www.yellowhouseconsulting.com. I recommend you connect with her because she's just a wonderful person and has so much knowledge. We have her link to her LinkedIn below as well on our Instagram at Breaking Entering Pod, she lists out her secret resources. All of our guests have these secret resources that we kind of hint and only post on our Instagram. So you can go check those out at Breaking and Entering Pod on Instagram, all one word. But now, on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast Adjunct Edition. And as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellenberger. Kick it, Mikey.
right, Sarah Nunez, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast Adjunct Edition. How the heck are you doing today with your awesome office? I see a nine inch nails poster. I love that. Yeah, um, I have to say I probably have like the most untraditional office of any professor on on this hallway. Uh, most people have their diplomas up, and I just have like mm. in, uh, artwork up. Artwork, love it. I mean, that makes sense. I think people that clicked on this episode they know that uh, you are a professor of practice at the University of Miami School of Communication. Is that correct? Am I reading the LinkedIn properly? That is correct. And I think there might be another title in front of it. I'm, I think sure, I'm sure. Associate or assistant, one or the two. I'm just very not great with the, the academic titles, but I am a professor of practice, which is a very specific title uh, in our university, as I'm sure it's the same thing in other universities. Um, mm -hmm. So essentially uh, the difference between, let's say a lecture or a full professor, or in my particular case, a professor of practice, is that when you're a professor of practice, that means that you have had some experience in the industry that you're teaching in. So anytime, if you ever take a class, and this is for students who might be hearing this, anytime that you see professor of practice in maybe your professor's email titles, then, uh, then you should just know that they've actually uh, worked in the industry that they're teaching in. Yep. Yep. I'm always curious. And I guess maybe to clarify as well, you're in Florida, not Ohio. Just want to make Correct. people aware of that. Um, <laughs> Although we, we did just have Ohio visit us. The other yeah, did, you, did you guys win? Oh, we totally kicked our butt. It good was great. football. I remember seeing a little bit of that. I saw a really good catch on the other team. I think they had Ohio had like an insane catch. But like 38 to three, which is crazy. It was like the, the first game of the football season. Um, yeah. I, UM has, it's like a big football school, uh, but it's very embarrassing how many times I've been to football games and I still don't. Well, it's kind of a, it's kind of a distance, right? Like, is it, you guys play at hard rock? Correct. It's a little bit off campus. I know. It's very off campus. It's like yeah, yeah. a drive. It's crazy. Yeah. But what were we talking about? We're talking about you and, uh, professor sure. practice. Professor practice. Uh, I want to get to that conversation. Every university is a little bit different. Um, you have industry experience. Differences, you know. Sometimes there are lectures. Sometimes there's uh, professor of practice. Those are the two titles I see a lot on these conversations I have. So you have industry experience. Are you tenured? Is that something that's a thing? I I don't know the processes at different schools, but I think it's just good context. And like, is uh that something you can work towards? So I am not particularly in a tenure track. Most tenure track professors uh, are PhD, correct? Yep. Um, and, but I do know, for example, I have another friend of mine who teaches at Rutgers University, and she mm -hmm. teaches graphic design, and she's in the tenure track. So it just depends from schools to school. But um, in our particular school, um, if you're a tenure professor, then you do have a PhD. And I've had this um, kind of perception bias. I've always been kind of favored, had a favor towards those professors of practice in my undergrad. Um, but with this show, I mean, I've had on some wonderful professors who might not have aired yet. So I'll keep that. The, uh, Dr. Maria DeMoy, I'll give her a shout out. Um, tenure track, 
uh, is at University of Tennessee. So go listen to that episode if it's out. Both are so relevant. You need that hybrid of those industry professionals and those that have dedicated themselves and their lives to academia. Those are those research papers and 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 contributing to the industry as a whole. There's, I think there's a, a really good balance between the two. And I want to learn about the balance at University of Miami, how that program looks. I, I, I'm aware of some of your organizations, whether it's the ad clubs, I believe Orange Umbrella might be like one of those uh, agencies that are maybe, I'm not sure if it's faculty led or not. Maybe you guys get money, maybe you don't. But I know and I'm aware that you guys have a really great program. So I want to learn all about it. Okay. I, wanna, I think we'll start there. Tell me about the program. What do you teach? How is it different? Take me through freshman year if I want to be a creative, I guess. And Perfect. what what does that look like high level? You don't have to go through every class, but yeah, I mean, it's a good thing that put a presentation on this together for the incoming freshmen uh, about two weeks ago. It's all good. very I, in my mind right now, even though I know it inside out. Uh, but I'm going to give you like the five minute rundown, right? So take it away. Uh, our program, uh, the advertising major is housed in the School of Communication, uh, but within that, we're also part of the strategic uh, communication department. So strategic communication is PR and advertising, and we're one department. So uh, once you're admitted into our program, and specifically if you want to be an advertising major, our program is structured so that there is a creative track, and then there's also a strategy account side track. So we try and mimic or structure our major much in the same way that you would maybe see an agency, right? So you can either choose the creative track, which if you're on the creative track, and I'll mostly be talking about that one more because those are the classes that I teach. Um, in that track, it's basically a portfolio building track, right? Like your ultimate goal, if you are in the creative track, is that you're going to graduate with a portfolio of work that's going to get you hired on the creative side of advertising. And, you know, the flip side or the coin side of that, of that coin is that you, you know, maybe you're not a creative person. And I mean, I, I say that loosely because, you know, I'm sure you've heard this before, but everybody's creative. <laughs> uh, but if you're more into the business side of advertising, then you would be in the strat strategy management track. And so those classes are, more about dealing with, you know, uh, research, uh, strategy. Uh, we even have like a project management class. We have, um, you know, media classes that you can take. So, you know, there's a handful of classes that are more specific to that track that you don't have to take if you are on the creative track and vice versa, right? So the idea is that, you know, most people, and I'm sure that's very true of most people who are uh, advertising majors. Most people don't know what advertising is or even, well, they know what advertising is, right? But they don't know what the creative side of advertising do. Uh, people who are creatives, generally speaking, do. Um, I know that's true because even people who are creatives now have a hard time explaining to their parents what they do for a living. Uh, so, you know, within our creative track, we have subtracks, which means that we have a copywriting track. We um. have we have a copywriting track, we have a design track, and we have an art direction track. So perfect. Uh, so it's three different options. Mm -hmm. Depending on what you choose, then you pick from a, a set of classes. Um, but like I said, ultimately, the goal of you being in the creative track is that you're going to end up having a, a portfolio by the time you graduate. I like that a lot. 
I like that. Um, let's let's dial it back real quick. Uh, so it's ad PR. What's the major itself called? The major itself is called um, strategic communication. Mm-hmm. And then you have a concentration in either PR or. Right. So we didn't even talk about how PR has its own tracks, yeah. maybe plural as well. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm sure you can take some electives in PR, maybe a minor somewhere. I, I'm sure you can cross around and get some experience if it's in the same school for sure. But I like the idea of tracks. I think creating these pathways and getting students to think about where are you going to end up when you're graduated? Thinking about what role you want is one of the big purposes of this podcast. It, we know networking, which I know you want to talk about. It's best when you have an idea of the role you want, and then you can work backwards. So you're creating a system where students need to th- start thinking about those choices early on, I hope. So yeah. when when do you need to declare a track? Is there a time? Like, is it, do you end up, do you get one at the end? Just they look at the classes you take and they're like, oh, well, you actually qualify for copywriter. Like, are they building this out? When are they making a, are they applying? Help me understand that. So uh, once you get admitted into the advertising major, you don't have to necessarily declare that you're either on the creative track or on the strategy track. You can just come in and just make, Mm. make, uh, most students just like pick one. And to be honest with you, I feel like a lot of people just pick creative because they think it's going to be like, who wants to not pick creative? You know, like me and me in college. I, kn- I didn't listen to a lot of the creative classes personally. I knew that I liked a contract. <clears throat> I like talking to people. I didn't want to come up. I didn't like the idea of forced creativity. Uh-huh. I never liked that. And I thought I'd be better managing creative. So I did a minor in PR and I did a lot of the I didn't take a lot of the the extracurricular electives and, and creativity. Looking back, why not take a shot? Like, right. why not take a shot? Like everybody here listening and interested, somebody, if you said, I want to study advertising in some way, shape or form, somebody at one point in your life said to you, you're creative. Yeah. And you got to advertising in some way, shape or form. Sure. And why not take the shot at the copywriter, art director, or strategist, as an undergrad, because then you can transfer those skills into to, to account management. I mean, you can work with clients on the side. Yeah, I, I just kind of regret. I mean, it, everything kind of worked out, but why not push yourself for that? Those creative, like well, while you have the time in undergrad too. So, so the way that our program works is that you know, the in in your in your freshman year, you're basically going to be taking some intro classes. Mm-hmm. We actually make everybody in our major, and it doesn't matter if you're on the creative track or not, To uh, we make everybody take a design class, which I'm sure really annoys students who want nothing to do with Photoshop, you know? Mm. Um, and why we make everybody take an intro design class is because if you are going to be an, a good account person, then you should understand that things just don't happen by clicking on three buttons. You know, um, Photoshop is great and it can do a lot of stuff, but it still takes a lot of thinking and planning to make something look good. And so hey, I love that if you it humbles you and understand those principles for sure, because if you're going to be demanding creatives to make instantaneous changes, yes. uh, you'll, you'll be humbled real quick and you'll yeah. be able to empathize. If you have that experience. So I, I never, I did that, but I forgot about it because now, 
I, in the, when you're in the agency world, it's quick. You're expecting these creatives to come up with these, but you have to remember, like it takes time to create great, great work. So I like that. So you start off with design principles. Um, I'm sure basics, like an intro course yeah. gives you the fun foundations of all the different roles, help you kind of pick a track, right? But you don't ever have to declare or apply, uh, correct? You can kind of like, after your, this. after your sophomore year, then you pick a track, right? So then mm. that's, what, oh, I want to be either on the creative track or I want to be on the account management track. All right. Like so I said, if I, if I want to go creative track, what do, do I just tell you? Well, you go to advising and you tell them and then you get put in the system as a creative advertiser. No application, no funny stuff yeah. I need to do run no. across the quad. No, as long as you, as long as you are passing the classes and you got admitted into the mm -hmm. general major, or actually I think even in the school of comm, um, I don't think we have a, mm -hmm. a different requirements. For example, if you want to be a film major or an advertising major, I think it's all across the board. Don't quote me on that. I might get in trouble for that. But I think it's it's not like, oh, you have to jump hurdles or your GPA has to be something. No, you just have to take the classes, right? Yeah, that's um, fair. I like that. And, uh, and then, you know, and then you take like, you, you take very specific classes. I'll, you know, I'll give you an example. I, I teach, I teach, uh, I teach the sophomore classes. And then I also teach the senior classes. I really like teaching. On what track? Classes, on the creative track. Okay. Um, what classes are you teaching? So I teach all the design classes, most of the design. Uh -huh. So right now, for example, right before I hopped on here, I was in my branding and typography class, which is like my absolute favorite class to teach ever. Um, it's like my baby. I, I always tell my students that that's the class that I made because that's the class I would have wanted to take in college. Um, but, you know, I teach, for example, the intro design class, like I wrote that class. Um, and I taught it for many years. Um, I also teach like the second level design class. I teach like, you know, the branding and typography class, which is kind of like the capstone class. If you're in the design track, I teach advertising campaigns, which is also another capstone class that you have to um, take when you graduate. And, you know, in the advertising, uh, the ad campaigns class is a class that every advertising student has to take. So it doesn't matter if you're on the creative side or if you're on the account side, everybody takes that class. And in that class, we actually have a real client every single semester and they come and brief us. And then the students on the account side do all the account side business, you know, all the research, they write a creative brief, they do, you know, uh, they do research all the way from like focus groups to surveys and things like that. They come up with a really good creative brief with good insights. Um, they do a media plan loosely, you know, like media recommendations. Um, they also do like KPI, uh, KPIs for campaigns. And then on the creative side, you know, after we get our brief, we do all the creative execution. So we do everything from like the photography, the copywriting, uh, video editing, all the stuff that you would that you would see for a 360 campaign. And that's the senior capstone class. So, you know, um, that's kind of like uh, mm -hmm. everybody. I, I think having the different tracks right it, it's always it's always interesting to hear how these programs are structured right because you have these kind of tailored subject matter expertise classes individual like your design type typography seeing how they kind of culminate at the end <clears throat> you declare early on after knowing the, the fundamentals a little bit of design a little bit a little bit of pr i'm sure some of those electives but then 
you go off and, and learn as much as you can, as deep as you can in, these, in your specific area. And then you come back together towards the end and you create something, whether it's a capstone or a, a, another award show class of some sort. Yeah. Um, and then you work together with all those uh, unique skills that you develop to create a campaign. Does that kind of summarize it as well? Yes, that's exactly what our what our what our program is like. You know, um, we have a I think a really robust uh, creative track. Um, it's taken a definitely a few years to build up. You know, when I first got hired here at the University of Miami, like I uh, I think it was like the only the sec I was the only second uh, creative track professor, and like now we have like five or six, and it's been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Now our students are getting amazing jobs right out of graduation and, you know, it's. Yeah, it's, let's talk about that because not every undergraduate program has a robust creative track. No. Whether it's a track or just electives that yeah. students can take. It's really hard uh, because you need that industry experience and the, uh, the somebody that, you know, has some of that knowledge and what goes into the creative process, creating those briefs, giving them good client work. Uh, ultimately, uh, students can struggle by the time they graduate. Sometimes they don't even know what they want to be, which is my personal failure, right? My podcast is hopefully they listen to every episode or the ones that they're interested, they find a role and they know, but sometimes people do know they've always wanted to be a copywriter, but besides that they graduate from an undergrad program and sometimes their portfolio is not great. And then they end up going to Miami ad school which i taught at for many years before i and and i worked at an ad school for a year i my view my take and i haven't said in a while is this i think ad schools if you are in a position where you really want you know very well that you want to break into creativity at an ad agency large that's always been my bias or your dream in-house at meta i don't know why you would want to work there maybe maybe not and you've noticed that your portfolio is not up to date. You've tried to get interviews and it's failing for you. My yes. view is if you have the time and you have the money, there really is no better way to break in. If you've done everything else that you can, if you have the time, and the money, then yes, portfolio schools do work if you have the time, and the money and you, and you work hard at it. Now, yes. the goal of this podcast and what your goal too, I'm sure, is to make sure students before they graduate have a strong portfolio so they don't have to spend $50,000 in two extra years talking to your parents after a hefty undergrad bill, asking them, I need to go to portfolio school. Can you help me pay for it? And then they're going to say, well, at least you get a master's degree Not all the time. No. Yeah. I, so. I have this conversation <clears throat> all the students and, you know, hot take. Um, I don't think portfolio schools for everybody. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely not. And I will tell you that because I taught there. I taught at Miami at school for seven years. And I can see that some people just kind of um, enroll into portfolio schools with like just not all the information that they need to have. So, for example, I'll give you a perfect example. I've had students who I had students at Miami at school who probably should have just gone and gotten their MFA in graphic design because they wanted to be graphic designers. Like, they, they had no business to being in portfolio school because ultimately what they really wanted to do was work at a kick-ass design studio, like a pentagram or, you know, like mm-hmm. they're in partners or something that's just specifically. That's a like, good point. Design focus. Maybe you should entertain an MFA. Yes. That, that That's a really good 
piece piece of advice there. I, I definitely you want to do graphic design, <clears throat> not advertising. And mm -hmm. I think very those are two very distinct options. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think an MFA is like the the best the better option. Now, if you know that you're obsessed with advertising, which there's plenty of people who are obsessed with advertising. I mean, it's, it's a very curious bunch, you know, a bunch of ad nerds. I've known and worked with some of the best ones. If you know that you are wanting to be the person who's going to be sitting there and doing Super Bowl commercials, and you, like you said, to your point, you know, you're not getting like the interviews or the kinds of jobs that you have, then that's probably because of your portfolio. And, and that, sometimes they'll tell you. If they're good recruiters or they're good mentors, they'll tell you. They'll be like, the portfolio is not great. And they hopefully can give you advice. And there's going to be the period where you should lock in one to two, maybe three mentors at most. Because if you get too many cooks in the kitchen, then it you start to lose your brew. Yeah, I really recommend one to two key mentors when you're looking at portfolio advice. And without losing your perspective and your voice that you kind of follow up with, you check in monthly you apply the edits to, but even that process adds up. And, yeah. and it it, unless you're fast, unless you got somebody that's really great and really cares about you, that's really good in the industry, I could help you find those people, everybody listening to. So feel free. But that process can be timely as yeah. well. So yeah. it's not, it might not take two years. There are one, there are six month programs. There's, you know, one year program, all that to say, it's like, it still adds up. And, and sometimes some people need that structure and they know exactly that they want to be a copywriter or art director or a strategist. I think there's some portfolio schools that do strategy, but we're not trying to send people to portfolio schools. Well, the flip side of that is, and this is very curious, right? I have had students who have gone to portfolio school after they graduated from here. And they turn out great. Some of them do and some of them don't, you know, it's like, it's, and I think it's because how do I put it this way? And I think this is a very fair uh, point to make. I think it is a little bit crazy to have someone, you know, tell you when you're 18 years old, you need to pick what you're going to do for the rest of your life right mm -hmm. now. You know, that's very tricky. Very, a lot of people are not going to know that this is what they want to do. Um, they might not even know that this is something you can do for a living. Mm -hmm. um, want to do this but maybe they just don't have the maturity or the discipline to like really you know be present while they're at school I think uh, specifically for Miami and I don't know if this happens in other schools like I know you did you know Syracuse and you also did like I think you'd also interviewed somebody from Boston University which by the way is my alma mater I saw that um I feel like Miami is a very tricky place to have discipline because there's so much stuff going on here you know yeah parties going on there's football going on greek life is huge here you know there's always something going on so it's really really easy to just be living in the moment which there's nothing wrong with that uh but that also sometimes can take away from you know focus and work and i see it a lot with some people because i've had students who i'm like you're so talented but if you just if you just Stop partying, like not all, not not at all, but like just like a little bit more. If you cared a little bit more, if you spend a little bit more time on your work, you well, can be cool, you know. I think it actually you're addressing a larger point, uh, kind of, and I want to pull it out. A lot of the undergraduate classes, um, they struggle to assign assignments that are portfolio worthy, briefs, right. and 
yes, some of those are very detailed subject matter classes that are super relevant and you should take those and you and those are very beneficial. Those are adding to your toolkit. The typography class is a perfect example. Uh, but there are some like some professors, there are some uh, undergraduate classes that neglect the portfolio building element. My yes. view is that every class you take as an undergrad, if you know you want to be a creative or hell, even on the account side, you should be thinking in the back of your mind, is this assignment going to help my portfolio in some way, shape, or form? You can add those typography elements to your campaigns or even, even do a section there. So yes, that checks the box. Right. I, I challenge my listeners when we have these conversations to challenge your professors. If you, they're giving you a brief that you don't think is going to be great, call me up and I'll call up the professor and we can work with them because you're, that's your time. And then also the people don't realize that even when you do get good briefs with great professors like yourself, that it, it, it takes more time. It's not just you get an A on it or B on it and then you move on. You need to go back to those campaigns and tweak it constantly. Yeah. Uh, by the time you graduate, it should be in a really good spot. And it might not be in that 16 week or eight week class. So, yes, you might get an A. But you definitely need to get more advice and feedback on it if you want it to be portfolio worthy, because now you're competing against all the great people at Miami, mm -hmm. uh, all the people at ad schools, all the people, at other undergrads. It's very competitive in the art director copywriting world. So that's my take on it, that, yes, even if you are partying, you have to realize that you need to go back and, and re rejig your work. Well, one of the things I tell my students, especially the sophomores, right, um, I always tell them all the classes in the portfolio in, in, in the creative track are portfolio building. So any class that you take after even the hundred level class, to be honest with you, right? Like the intro to design class, that's like a small piece of a portfolio that you can have in there. Yeah. Same thing with the second, like the 200 level uh, design course, same thing. But I see this all the time and they kind of laugh at me when I'm in class, but I was like, amazing. I'm so proud of you. You guys have done like a brand guide, for example. That's one of the final projects that they do in in, uh, in my 200 level class. But, but then I say to them, I'm like, listen, you're sophomores right now. And if this ends up in your portfolio by the time you're a senior then you messed up because this should not be in your portfolio senior year you should have better work right so as, as proud as you feel about this project right now you should aspire to have greater work by the time you get to your senior year because you should have been trying to do more things you should have like gone back and tweaked it you should have bought you know there's like so many things mm -hmm. the first time you're doing something and you know i don't know anybody who has done something for the very first time and it's been like flawless, right? No. And I think it really starts in the foundational class in the beginning. I think every professor that teaches an intro class, uh, we know that, I know after talking to a lot of professors that a lot of professors do a great job of inspiring people to pursue advertising or, and then even pick a role maybe. Um, but they should show portfolios and the work that it takes to get, to break into an agency in yeah. the very beginning. So you, they have a benchmark of all the best books that got recently hired, show them, send them the links. They should make assignments on what their thoughts are uh, from day one. So then they have a bar, a caliber to kind of achieve a benchmark, if you will, to know like, okay, is my work, was my work as good as that VCU brand center book? If right. not, then you're yeah. behind. Yeah, they need to work more. Um, yeah. I think that's something, you know, I, I tried to share um, with, especially with my 
uh, with my sophomores, like senior portfolio. So they can, you know, in a way it's for them to be like, oh, this is cool. I'm excited. You know, I want to do all these things. But to your point, I mean, I think you should also be looking at work from other other schools because it's really easy to be like, I'm a, I'm a big fish in this pond, but then you're a tiny fish in like the bigger ocean. Yeah. Um, it's all about balancing, right? Like you don't want to intimidate that early on. You need to show the realities of what you can achieve better than by the time you graduate while keeping your perspective and not changing who you are and your voice and like working with them to customize like, okay, you want to be a comedy copywriter at a small agency, then we can find that and you can work towards something that looks like this and with your voice too. So it's a balance and I get it. I like how you guys don't have... um like it doesn't seem like you have a very stringent process on applications for the creative track. We see schools do that. Yeah. And I just was thinking about this in the back. I want to comment on it. If you have like, then you that's a deter, it deters people from wanting to join the creative program. We had this where I went to school. It's like you had to apply to get into the, the, the upper level creative electives. Mm-hmm. That was like, okay, I'm not doing that. I, I can't get into that. You're already eliminating potential creatives and it should be your our jobs or educators jobs to encourage like hey take the creative class like yeah you have ideas like you should come into this track i, I think that's really great if that's how you guys operate. so i mean to be perfectly candid with you it's something that we've toyed around with because i think it's sort of like a double-edged sword right so on the one hand uh, to your point then you do get sometimes really great uh, creatives i'm sure really great potential you know really great students who- they feel empowered that got in and they're like yes like i made it i know i'm a creative now like i get that too it adds confidence but then you're also like on the, you're leaving on the- out a whole other pool of people the flip side of that is that we also have students who just like barely pass the whole entire time and but they get to their senior year you're just like you have no business being here like you should have figured it out at this point that you probably should have switched tracks and we well, don't do- tell you to switch tracks like I feel like you know we it's almost like you have to be have the self-awareness to be like you know what I'm, I'm not really good at this like well I, are I they to- lacking self-awareness I mean do they think their work is great and they are like why am I not doing well I, I mean and that's a different conversation from yeah I mean and to be fair you know what I, I have had a, a, a few times through out the years that where I've been like, I need to tell this kid that they need to switch tracks because this is like a complete waste of their time and their money. Uh, <laughs> it's a rough conversation to have because you don't want to be like. Well, have the conversation, right? Because I'm if I'm a student and you told me, Gino, your portfolio sucks and you're not working hard enough. Uh, that's one, an eye opener. And then I can respond in two ways, Sarah. I can be like, you're right. Yeah. I, this, right. Is, this is not great. I'm going to go the account side and that could be a wonderful account track. Or I could be like, you know what, Sarah, F that I'm going to yeah. work harder now and I'm going to prove you wrong and then get a job. Come on, breaking entering and be like, thank you, Sarah, for telling me I wasn't great. And I we've had those conversations, not about you, but I that's also good. Prove me wrong. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, honestly, I wish some students would take feedback like that. Um, we can, we oh, can they have to learn how to take feedback. Yeah. That's a whole other. Oh my gosh. Separate whole... yourself from your work. You are not your work. Don't take it emotionally. Don't get, don't, have some thick skin. Um, and come... The thick skin thing is, that's a rough one. You well, know? I think it's, people are so intrinsically tied to the work that they create. It's their babies. Kill your babies. Yes. 
It's you have hot. to be able to kill your baby. And I get that. You know what? I, I'm not going to lie. I remember being a junior designer and being like really loving something and somebody tell me, you know, uh, although, you know, I'm very cynical too. So I'm like the opposite. Like I always wanted someone to tell me like what was mm -hmm. wrong with work so I could make it better because like I knew it wasn't that great. So I also just don't take compliments very well, but that's like, that's a me problem. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I just think you, you, you do have to have a, like a thick skin especially for advertising. I think like less so now, thank God, because, you know, it was brutal um, before. I think like now it's gotten the industry. Yeah. Depends gone. on what agency. Some of the Miami shops are still very hard. Yes, 100%. I've heard some stories and They're I don't want to put any. They, I, know. I know they will. They expect a lot of work in Miami. If you get to a shop that, down there, uh, I know that they value creativity just i've had rafa donato on and you'll hear from that episode he's the cco of, of david miami oh. uh, with all the burger king work they did he will let you know like if you listen to that episode they don't mess around they want good creative work and they want a lot of ideas so yeah. one way to not get so emotional about feedback if somebody says your idea is not great is to have 10 other backups yes 100%. especially as a student when 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 you have the time yeah. and you know, I also think that like when you're in school, it's a, it's a time to kind of develop the 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 thick skin, you know, like like you said, you know, uh, sometimes you might hear something from a professor that like you might not like and it's fine. Sometimes they might be just jerks at the moment. You know, we're all humans. You might be having a bad day. You say something that you should have said. You shouldn't have said to a student that's happened to me before, you know. Uh, oh, hell I, yeah. Like, I, I, my I, interns, like, poor interns. Yeah, I try not to do that. Um, oh, I've, I've yelled at my interns. And even we when had I, that conversation day one, like, I'm going to be very candid. I, I love you guys. We're going to start off from there. It's a place gonna, of love. I'm going to like. <laughs> but I'm going to tell it to you straight. And we're, you're not going to take it from an emotional standpoint because, you know, I, you know, you're hired here for a reason. Yeah. But we're going to keep on rolling. And yeah, I think that was a pretty good technique. I don't know. They might hate me. I think, I, I mean, sure. Uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's like for whatever job you have. And I mean, I, I know specifically for advertising, that's true. You do have to kind of have a thick skin. You do need to kind of roll with the punches. And like you said, you know, you need to also like not fall in love with your babies. Mm -hmm. um, and like the sooner you actually learn that skill, because I do think it's a skill for some people. For sure. Like your life is going to become so much better. In your career, um, it's going to help your mental health. It's going to help you at work because you're going to be, you know, one of those people who's not going to have a meltdown mm -hmm. over a uh, feedback, you know. And and I think like the sooner you, the sooner you conquer that, uh, the better your advertising career is going to be. And it comes with experience. It so. does with experience. I want to yeah. pause there, Sarah. I think we, we covered a lot. I know we didn't get into your break-in story, but I want to hint at other people to reach out to you personally so they can connect with you on the side and, and ask you more questions about University of Miami, ask right. you questions about your story and how you give feedback and if they can send their portfolios to you. I don't know what you're open to, but I just want to let, I want to let the listeners know that you're available and how can they reach you and if you are available. Okay, I know this is going to sound super weird, but honestly, the best way to reach me is on Instagram. I am terrible. On oh, yeah, LinkedIn. that's how we, yeah, that's how we connected. I'm terrible, terrible on LinkedIn. I literally only log into LinkedIn whenever I teach portfolio, which is like once every other year. 
um, terrible. I should probably be on LinkedIn more. Uh, but on Instagram, you pop, you know, that's the, you literally DM me. Um, I, you mm-hmm. know, I handle it. It's my first name, S-A-R-A-I-N-U-N-E-Z 305. Cause you know, Miami, uh, Pitbull. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's my personal Instagram. Uh, you know, if you, I'm going to be honest with you, I am terrible at email and only because I, uh, I'm one of these people who are not, who's not a slave to their email. So I even say that to my students, I only check my email once a day and that's it. And some people like could never do that. Uh, but even then it's like, I might miss your email. So if you want to connect with me, that's the best way. Um, send Instagram me a- it is. Yeah. We'll put the, well, we have our Instagram and we'll tag you at sure. breaking and entering pod, all one word at breaking and entering pod. We'll tag you there and people can reach out. And I, I really do appreciate you coming on and University you, of Miami. Yeah. And then you'll get to see me, you know, at football games and you'll get to see my dog every once in a while on my stories. <laughs> a little bit of show that you have a life. Yeah. I also yeah. post that stuff from my classes, actually, on my, and my Instagram. You can actually I've seen yeah. of my students work. So like some of my students work, I actually put it on my Instagram because if I really love it, put it there. Yeah. It's like your fridge. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. All right, Sarah. Thank you so much. Everybody go reach out and Hey, I might take a couple classes at university of Miami. That sounds pretty nice, but you can't party too much. Everybody (laughs) get to work, be safe. Uh, And yes, thank you so much again. This has been wonderful. Awesome. Go Canes.